Welcome to the GSD Factor Podcast Season 2 with your host, Misha Blamire Farish. Welcome to the GSD Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Misha Blamire Farish. And today we are really excited to have Christine French back. And she is actually one of our early season podcast guests. Uh, Christine's first podcast was episode six. And the title of that podcast was Courage, Resilience, and Becoming a Mom. And let me tell you, that podcast is our number one downloaded podcast of the GSD Factor. And we have had so many fantastic conversations with both women and men on how Christine's story was so meaningful. And it was so encouraging and empowering to them. And we have been asked so many times to have Christine back because everyone just loves her authenticity and her vulnerability and the conversation. And so, Christine, welcome back to the GSD Factor podcast. Thank you, Misha. I am thrilled to be back. I had so much fun sharing my story the last time. It was really cathartic, too. I actually went and listened to it myself and got really emotional listening to my own story. But yeah, it's just really exciting to be back and like keep the conversation going now that, you know, baby is here and we are in the thick of motherhood and there is lots to discuss. Love that. And I think, you know, one of the things that I want to touch on real quick is it really is so important to share our story and to verbalize our story, right? There's a beautiful processing that happens when we're writing our story, whether it's journaling or it's maybe it's posting our story, but there is this really energetic and powerful thing that happens when we tell our story to others and then you hear it yourself. And so I'm really excited and I'm really proud of you for your bravery and courage to do so because not everybody has the courage courage to be able to do that. So you know, I think, you know, where we left off and we would encourage all of our listeners to go back and listen to episode six, um, Christine's, you know, the beginning of her story on her, on her journey to motherhood. And, you know, Christine and I both have some resilient stories of giving birth to our children and, you know, how you make plans. And then those plans have to be pivoted a couple different times and it's not and never it turns out the way that you wanted to but how are how are you being agile and how are you leveraging a lot of your GSD factor attributes in that birthing story but that birthing story is actually going to become um a future event that Christine and I will do live with working moms and so stay tuned for that but today's uh conversation Christine we're, I really want us to lean into postpartum and post baby, right? We we have come home and the fanfare has ended, so to speak, and died down. And now we're really starting to get into, you know, we had work life, um, work life balance, quote unquote, but now we're really starting to say, what does work life family integration look like? Um, bringing baby back into the home, but then also spousal or partner integration as well. So let's start there, I think. And if that's okay with you and really start to talk about, you know, what are some of those emotions or lessons learned in those early days that you were home? Yeah. Oh, there's so much there to unpack. It's almost like, where do I start? Um, 
I think I'm going to start here with um, that really early postpartum newborn stage. And the first thing that I really struggled with was what you hear everyone say about time goes so fast, they grow up so fast, cherish every moment, um, you'll look back and and you'll miss these times. Um, And those are true statements, true good guidance in a sense, you know, time does go fast and you're like, what happened? But when you're in the thick of it, stuff sucks sometimes. Like it's hard. You're sleep deprived. You're faced with all these new decisions, especially if it's a first baby, you don't know what you're doing. Um, And I think it's really difficult for moms to balance how they're actually feeling with this outside information of you should be enjoying this, you should be cherishing this, this should be the best time of your life. And so for me, I really worked to reframe that as, you know, enjoy what I enjoy and get through what I have to get through. And that's okay. You know, you do the best you can and you enjoy those moments that you really can enjoy. And then when when I look back, you know, I feel like I did the best I could, you know, and I savored what I could. And it's okay that it wasn't every single second, you know, like it's so much pressure and social media does not help. You see all these people posting their highlights in their good moments. And you think like, why am I struggling? You know, so that was kind of the first thing for me is, is being able to work through that. Um, And And I think what you've, I think your reframing is so beautiful because (laughs) it is shit. There are days that are just bad, right? And there are some days that there's only one good moment, right? And it's usually (laughs) when they're sleeping, right? I mean, let's be clear. Being able to be honest with yourself and go, I'm taking the good and the bad. And, you know, in those moments when you are sitting there, you know, trying to feed the baby, trying, you know, maybe it's your pumping, maybe you're breastfeeding, maybe you're trying to eat, maybe you're trying to sleep, you're trying to get them to sleep, or maybe they just, you know, maybe they've just had a bad diaper, whatever it is in those moments, it's being present and going right now sucks, but, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is a rainbow at the end of this and savoring those, savoring those sweet, we'll call them seconds, right? So savoring those sweet seconds, sometimes it just takes that second to get you through the next bout of shit times. Is that fair? Yeah. No, I actually had the thought the other day of like, how can I go so quickly from wanting to fall apart apart and cry on the couch to like, then things are okay again. And I'm like, this is the best like thing I've ever created. I love her so much. I don't understand how anything could be better. And I mean, it can switch like that. It can. And I think you're so right. Social media is this external view and it's one view, right? It is people saying, you know, here's all the successes. Here's all the beautiful things. But what the, you know, they aren't the ones that are up at three o'clock in the morning or are, you know, are dealing with our own, our own bodies, right? Like, I think that's one of the things and I, I, that we forget sometimes, right? Is yes, you have this baby and you, you know, you're kind of calculating all this data, right? It's oh, what time was the feeding? What time was the shit? What time was the, you know, all these different things. And it's like, you, it's like you're expected to be a computer to then like make all these like crazy decisions. But then 
it's also like your own body. And, and that was one of the things that I didn't fully appreciate until my second birth was the doctors kept asking me, are you okay? How are you doing? Right. Mm-hmm. And as I started to go, um, you know, as I would, especially in those early weeks, right. I would, we would go cause we were trying to breastfeed and having those conversations. And the nurse was like, all right, this nurse is going to take the baby, check the baby. I'm checking you. And I was like, why are you checking me? And they're like, we got to check you too. And I think that that's what gets a little bit forgotten is how is the mom recovering, right? Some, some of us, you know, I, I myself had two C-sections. So, you know, they were like, well, you kind of, you've had a major surgery. So we kind of need to check on you and you need to recover yourself. And I think that's one of the other things that gets forgotten is our own healing and our own processing. What do you say to that? That's a really great point. So I'm on the later end of my group of friends who had a baby. I have a lot of friends that went through this before me. And until I was in it, I did not realize how little people, I guess, like check on the mom. You know, like all the focus is how's baby doing, pictures of baby, you know, and like loving your child is easy. It's dealing with this new you that's hard and all the new decisions you have to make and figuring out who you are, you know, as a mother. And I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't really check in on a lot of my friends, like on a deep level when they had babies, because I didn't know people needed that, you know, but then because I was on the end, all my friends were checking in on me, like constantly just want to know how you're doing. Like, feel free to text me any emotion you have, good, bad, ugly. And that meant the world to me. And so now, you know, if I do come across a friend who's a new mom, I try really hard to provide that support because it was invaluable. And I didn't know what I didn't know for all my friends who came before me, you know, like it, it's so important. It is so important. And I think too, there is also this component as well of how is your spouse or how is your partner in all this, right? Because, um, the, the, we're the ones that had the baby And so there's a natural, you know, everybody checks on the baby first and then they check on the mom, but then they kind of forget about the partner as well or the husband or spouse. And, and my, you know, we were older in, you know, we were older, considered older parents and some of Boyd's friends again, you know, who had had kids as well would check on him. And I think that that's really important because again, this is a, change to the family. It's a change to that family unit. And I think what's so important is that as we are figuring out this work life family integration and what all that looks like, I think what's so important and I think what gets forgotten a lot of times is this has been a shift for everyone. And so everybody needs that space to be able to process their own new feelings and their own new um dynamics in this. And I think that that's, what's really important, you know, in this kind of once the baby comes home now, what? Yeah. You just kind of get into survival mode and you do, you do do have to be very conscious to check in with your partner because you're you're trying to keep a child alive and you really aren't thinking about it most of the time. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. And I think that's, you know, when we talk about being present, right? Like, we, that was the time when I, I found this beautiful wrought iron be present, um, sign that we hung and we hung it, you know, in our kitchen because 
it was, we wanted it to be a constant reminder for us because in those moments, you know, you have to check in on one another because otherwise everything is so super focused. And I just did another podcast with a dad and his, one of his, I asked him what his number one advice was for people. And he said, your partner, your relationship, your marriage has to be first. He goes, it, you're, the priority can't be the children. The children will automatically become a beautiful priority, but you cannot lose yourself and you cannot lose your partner or your or your marriage in this. And if you focus on that first, it will overflow and waterfall to the other, to the rest of life. And I think that that's a beautiful analogy, but I also think it's so important postpartum. Yes, yeah. Definitely. I feel like we're we're eight months out now and we're we're finally kind of coming up for air. There's still challenges, but things are getting easier and we feel more comfortable leaving her with the grandparents to do little dates and things like that. So, you know, there's hope. <laughs> Good. Oh, I'm so proud of you. That's always such a big milestone, right? When you leave for the first time and you have these different milestones. And I think the other thing that tends to get forgotten is to celebrate those milestones, right? Whether it's celebrating them going to, you know, going to daycare, or going to school or going to, you know, with a nanny or that first grandparent, you know, date or, you know, even just like, hey, we're going to go for a walk by ourselves. I think those little milestones, like people see them as so minor, but I really think that it's so important to celebrate those and go, we made it. We made it out the door. And I think, you know, as I talk to a lot of new moms, you know, one of the things that I hear a lot is, oh, I'm just trying to get into my new routine. I'm trying to get ready to go back to work. I'm trying to get us out the door. I don't know how I'm going to do it. And the number one advice that I give people, and then I would love for you to share your advice as well, is run like a week of dress rehearsals, right? So coming from a, a dance background and now in business, you practice. You just like you practice, right? You you had dress rehearsals in the theater. You have um, you are preparing and rehearsing your speeches or your presentations or whatever. And it's the same thing. And that's always my number one recommendation to new families is run like a week of dress rehearsals. And then, and at the end of it, like once you get out the door, go somewhere fun, right? Like do something that you wouldn't have done normally. But once you start to get into that rhythm, it kind of, it's like working out again for the first time. But what would you say is one of your number one tips or tricks as you're kind of getting back and getting prepared to get back into the workplace? Okay, so first off, where were you when I went back to work? Because my first day of daycare was horrendous. <laughs> I turned back to my house three times, I think, and then just decided I was going to work from home and not drive to Nashville because I was so over it. I forgot bottles on the first day. And then at the time I was pumping, I forgot pump parts. And then the baby like spit up on me. And so I didn't have an extra shirt. And I was like, we're done. So some practice would have been great, especially because we really didn't go out a lot during right. maternity leave. So looking back now, I'm like, the daycare routine is so easy. You just kind of, you get into it and you have your process, but that first day was atrocious. So I think that's amazing advice that I wish that I had followed. I will say just as best as you can, give yourself some grace and understanding and try to let any mishaps kind of at that beginning part of the process just roll off and laugh about it and, you know, it'll be okay because it really does get easier 
you know, coming from I've been back to work for four or five months at this point. And, you know, you do fall into that routine. I have everything prepped the day before, you know, you just kind of grab it and go. And I've, I've kind of like lost my train of thought because now I'm thinking about how bad that day was. But yeah, it's it it's practice. You know, like you said, with it anything, is. it's the consistency. And then it kind of becomes like riding a bike, second nature. You know, you may still forget things, but for the most part, it, it'll flow and you'll get back into that routine. And then, you know, outside of like, if you're dropping off your kid at a daycare or something like that, like for yourself, kind of going back to work, that gets easier too. You know, I still have times where I'm working and I'm like, I don't really want to be here. I'd rather be playing with my kid. But, you know, you you do fall in that routine and, you know, just give yourself that time. I've talked to a lot of friends as they were going back into work and they all echoed the same thing. Like a couple weeks like are going to be tough and then it will be OK. I promise you it will be OK. That's so true. And I, I, I actually think, too, my other advice to people and I used to do this for my employees as well. Right. Like I would kind of sit down with them and say, OK here's kind of what I would recommend is drop them off. At, so don't like the first day can't be daycare and you starting work, right? Well, so, unless your daycare doesn't open until after you've started work and you don't have a choice. This but is true. This is true. Ideally, yes. You start them differently. Yes. But yes, for those that can, I recommend putting them into daycare a couple, like at least a couple days because why? Because you drop them off. Like you've done now, you know, you've done your week of rehearsal. You've now done the art of dropping them off, but you just really have to worry about them. And now you can go home and do a little self-care for you. Right. Or that's the week that I would bring the new, I would bring the new mom back into the office for a welcome back lunch. Right. So that they could come in and like, you know, see everybody and have all those conversations and show the pictures and tell the stories. But I think that that, uh, that re-entry is so often forgotten for a lot of working moms. And, you know, they don't know what it's going to be like, and they're not sure where the pumping room is, or they're not sure like, you know, what's the, you know, there could have been changes at the office while they were gone. And, So I really think, you know, to all the bosses out there, right, really giving your re-entry moms that chance to Mm re-enter, I think is so important. And because it is stressful, right? It's figuring out like, how long do I have until I need to pump? And oh, now I need to go find, you know, now I need to go pump either in my office or I need to go pump in the pumping room. And then, oh, I need to carry my milk to the refrigerator, right? All these different things. And so- you know, as much as it's been so much about baby and baby's data and all the things that in the to-do list for baby, now it's all about mommy's to-do list and mommy's things. And so I think to echo your point of grace, there's just also those, you know, re-entries coming back into the workplace. And I think there's so many great organizations that are doing amazing work to help moms with that. There's a new organization called pump spotting, and they're really helping employers to equip them to help moms re-entering the workplace. But there's such a bigger focus on it now that, you know, that as moms are re-entering, ask for help, ask for the, you know, with it, whether it's your HR person or, you know, your people officer or whatever, because we've all been there at some point, uh, those of us working moms, and just having that little bit of help or support is always just 
so meaningful when we're re when we're re-entering into the workforce. Yes, it definitely is. I I went through I think all those issues when I went back to the office. My desk had changed. I didn't have access to the pump room. <laughs> yes, computer technology wasn't working. So give give moms a, a little chance to like settle back in. <laughs> exactly, and it's important. And I think you know I think that really supports you know mo- working moms in the workplace in the workforce and. We've seen so many times it's so important to have them represented in our workforce. And so how do we how do we make it that much more welcoming and help them until they are kind of up and running? Um, and one of the, you know, my final tip, and then I would love to hear yours, Christine, is my husband and I always just kept reminding each other, just we have to laugh. Like we like just laugh. There's don't get me wrong. There was some ugly crying laughter that happened, but a lot of times it was, oh, hey, we're just going to laugh about this. So that's always my other thing is just laugh. You got to laugh it off because that's all you can do. So Christine, what is your final tip for moms coming out in the postpartum world? Maybe not so much as a tip, but key things that I've been told that have helped me when trying to, like you said, reframe, focus, prioritize, all that stuff. I said it at the beginning, but this, like, I repeat this to myself constantly is enjoy what you enjoy and get through what you don't. Babies and children, they are constantly changing, going through new phases. Something you don't like is probably not going to be a problem in, you know, a couple of weeks or months, but then there's a new problem. You know, there's always going to be something different. And so just pull those things you enjoy and appreciate and cherish. And then the things you don't like, it's okay. Just you can get through it. And then the other thing is just, you know, when it comes to kids and and babies, you know, are they healthy? Are they safe? Are they loved? You know, are they cared for? Like there are only a few things that like babies really need. The world will throw so much other stuff out there that you should be doing, you know, milestone comparison and baby led weaning or purees or you know, formula or breast milk, like there are so many options, but at the end of the day, is your child cared for? Are they loved? You know, are they safe? You're doing great. There's just so much outside stuff that really doesn't matter. And as hard as it is to just try not to stress those little things. Um, And even things that are upcoming, like sometimes something that wasn't a problem for me right now, because I knew it was sometimes a problem for other people, I would preemptively have anxiety or panic that this was going to become a problem for me. And like, you don't need to waste that extra mental space on something that's not a problem right now. So, you know, it's easier said than done, but just try to, you know, really focus on where you're at and just enjoy those things you can, you know. It's all 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 about being. It's just Mm -hmm. be that, be in that moment, right? I think so many times, to your point, those external sources, those external forces, if you will, of social media and the news and everything going on in the world, especially in today's day and age, right? It's like, oh, that could impact me and that could impact me and that, you know, and the way that for us, the way we kind of worked, you know, the way we lived COVID out was, okay, Mm -hmm. this is our bubble and we are going to be in this bubble and we're going to take a day at a time. We're going to take a week at a time. And I think because we, that's how we did 
that's how we did it with our kids when we were bringing them home and just living life with them and doing all those things. When COVID hit, we kind of said, let's just go back to like those early baby days of like, all right, today is a new day. We're going to be in this day. We're going to be in this week. We're going to be in this month. And what is impacting our circle of influence? What is it, you know, what is within our world and within our little world? And if it's not going to impact our little, our little pod right now, we're going to let it go. Thank you, Frozen. Um, (laughs) And I think that that's, I think that that's one of those visuals and what you're talking about is saying, enjoy what you can get through what you can't and just breathe through it. I think so many times we just get so up, like we get kind of tight and we get stressed and it's like, ah, that all we have to do is breathe. And then all of a sudden, once we have that oxygen, that fresh oxygen going through us, we go, okay, this is what, this is what I can do next. And this is what is within my power and my strength to do in this moment. And do not underestimate the power of the mom gut. Moms just know. I have heard some situations where a mom friend just had a feeling and sure enough, she was right. So like, trust yourself. 100%. Yes. Love that. Christine, such an honor. I'm so glad you came back. Thank you so much. And, you know, thank you to all of our GSD Factor listeners. And Christine, just a um, reminder, tell everybody where they can contact you in case they want to just follow you on socials or connect with you directly. Yep. Yep. So I do. I am on LinkedIn. And I think I mentioned this on the last podcast as well. Um, I am on Instagram. My account is currently private. But if anyone wants to connect or reach out, feel free to send me a direct message and just mention that, you know, you got my information from this podcast and I will definitely respond. Awesome. Thank you so much, Christine. Um, So glad to have you back. And thank you to our GSC Factor podcast listeners. And don't forget to get shit done. Thanks for listening to the GSD Factor podcast. If you liked this episode, please rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, where you can also find previous episodes. Let's also connect on LinkedIn and Instagram. If you're looking for more information on the GSD Factor, visit us at gsdfactor.com. And always remember to GSD, get shit done.